Hello, folks, and welcome back to the podcast. Hope everyone is doing well. I am doing brilliant. It's been a little while. Um, Alex, why have we not had a podcast in a little while? Because we've had too much going on. <laughs> <You've learned it. laughs> we've basically, we've just dug ourselves a hole, basically, and we've had so much going on. And I think a couple of things, the podcast kind of wasn't a priority, which sounds really bad, but also my internet wasn't great either. So every time we wanted to record a podcast, that the software that we use needs like really fast internet and my broadband has only just been sorted because I've moved house. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're back hopefully on full steam and trying to do a couple of episodes of these a week. That's the plan. That's the game plan. Um, so yes, Alex, today was quite an exciting day for you. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> tell me and tell the listeners more. Yeah. So if you've ever listened to any of our previous podcasts on this um, podcast, we generally talk about selling physical products and marketing and stuff. And it's always got like something related to selling things on Amazon or, you know, that's just generally been our background when it comes to e-commerce and selling stuff online. But recently we've been kind of moving towards not away from Amazon or anything like that, or away from helping people to get started on Amazon, but more adding another string to our bow and looking to work with creators. So YouTubers, people who create video content online, basically people like myself, because we just Mm -hmm. recognized there was an opportunity for creators and YouTubers to sell and offer their audience a physical product or a product of some sort, whether it's merchandise or actually something of like physical value. So we're currently looking for clients this right now. So soft little plug, if you are looking for anything like this, then please do contact us. But our huge audience we're at the very early stage of this right now and to get case studies and, you know, test this theory out, we're actually using my audience on YouTube to launch a couple of products, which is really, really cool. So we've got two products in the pipeline and one of them actually went live today, which we've already started being, like we've already started seeing sales from, which is amazing. And I think like the time, the time right now is what, half three in the afternoon and we put some posts out on social media. I've sent an email out to my list. I've put a, a post on my YouTube community page, just letting people know we've got a new brand and new products available. And yeah, two sales so far. And it's only like, it's like a kind of an off peak time right now. So I'm expecting more sales to roll in over the next few days. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm probably going to do some more, just keep pushing more content out so we get some more eyeballs on what we're doing. So yeah, it's, mm-hmm. that's been quite exciting. Unreal. And like, to be fair, like, it's a very soft pitch. Like there's, this is not, like, this has not even been marketed hard. This is very much like, this is here. Have a look if you like it. Like, yeah. There's, Literally, there's no, nothing around it. Just, yeah, exactly. Exactly that. It's a really mm. exciting stuff. And, and, you know, it's not, it's not the most expensive product. Like it sells for like 15 pounds, which is nothing, but it's so satisfying when you've made a product or like when you've designed something and you fulfill the need for someone and then somebody buys it off the internet on the internet. Um, like the first sale that came in, the guy, the guy, the guy I'm in business with on this project, he's never done anything like this before. Never had any experience in online business. So I've been kind of like leading the way with a lot of the stuff and he's just been having to trust me. And he's a super nice guy, super hard worker, a really good friend of mine. And the two sales came in today and he was like, he sent me a message saying he was almost emotional. <laughs> I love it, but it's true though. It is true. Yeah. It's, it's so exciting. 
Oh dear, yeah. I will advise me my first sale on Amazon. Like you, you kind of are emotional. It's not the financial value at all. It's definitely not. But it's um, it's just like wow. I just made something. I put it online. Someone has looked at it and said, "Hold on, I'll buy that. I want that." Yeah. And if it's... if the way yeah, sorry, guys. Okay, on. I was like the way you promoted it. Like only it's only a small amount of people have seen it yet, and yet mm. two people have bought it. There's demand. Yeah. Yep, hundred percent. Like I've literally hardly pushed it at all. So, so are you emotional, Alex? Um, I wouldn't say I'm emotional. I, I think I'm. I mean, as, as cool as it is, I still get a buzz off whenever we sell something. And it, sorry, whenever we make something, it starts selling for the first time. Of course, I get quite excited. But yeah, yeah. I'm kind of. I guess I'm kind of emotionally attached. Not not emotionally attached to it. It's just is what it is. Um, like I, I would be all right if it didn't make any sales to start with, and just was even slower than it is. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I just I'm just quite enjoy the whole process of building things. Hundred percent. It'll be so interesting to see that over the next few days. Yeah, it'll be really it'll be really exciting to see what happens. Mm. And like, there the reality is like this is this is what gets us excited. Like, there's so many people out there that could be doing this or could be launching a product, and they're not. And I think personally, they're missing a trick and uh, missing a beat. Like, they, it's it's just it's so cool. Like. I was thinking this morning, like, what do I love doing? And I actually really love making really good products. Like, I, I used to make products and they were grand, but they weren't great. Whereas now I like, I love actually when I make a really good product and people just buy it and they, and they are happy with it and they leave a good positive feedback and that just happens on repeat. Like, that, that's business. That is so exciting. Yeah. It's the way to go. Like, it's so satisfying. And... Like we said before, like <clears throat> I think we recognise that nobody's doing it. In we can we I mean we couldn't find anyone really, could we? That was doing it to the extent that we wanted to help creators achieve this. Like like what make we basically want to want to create like an almost a hands off solution for YouTubers because we were using me as a model, weren't we? Like as in like what would you desire in like a service or a product? If someone approached you and said. I can help you do this or I can, I can help you do that. What would I want? And I was trying to think like, well, and I guess this applies to anyone who creates videos on YouTube or has a, he's a creator or whatever. You want mm -hmm. to spend most of your time doing what you're good at, which is creating stuff. Yeah. So obviously if we create a product or create something that can help creators make more money and unlock a new income stream, but without them nece not necessarily having to put so much time and effort into building up this revenue stream because they've already got the audience remember so it's just a case of finding the right product fit between the creator and the audience and then we would go off and do all the work for them essentially like you know design it finding a supplier and then it would just be a case of the, of the creator letting their audience know look i've got this cool thing for sale and it would actually be a really good product that they can get behind as well so mm -hmm. i mean we spoke to a few creators and they're I guess their first like roadblock was like they don't they don't know what to sell their audience which is kind of understandable if they've never thought mm -hmm. about it properly and they don't want to break that trust down with, that they've built up with their audience so a quick way to destroy trust is just to offer your audience like just you know like an absolute crap product that doesn't mean anything and it's almost obvious you're just in it just to make a little bit of money whereas mm -hmm. we're trying to approach creators and say no no look let's see if we can brainstorm an idea together that you can actually get behind and offer your audience. So it's a product you will actually use and 
really, really love. I can mean a good example of this is um, who's the creator that's just launched a keyboard, Ali Abdal? A computer keyboard. Yeah, so he, and I, I'm almost tempted to buy that. Like, he, he created this keyboard, and it's like a really mechanical keyboard. And if you ever do any writing online, and you generally use like a, a MacBook or something, the, 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 the newer MacBook keyboards aren't as good as they used to be. That when you do a lot of writing, you tend to rely on the responsiveness of the keyboard and like the feedback from it. And then they've kind of lost that mechanical touch. So Ali Abdal made this mechanical keyboard where you can, it's almost like satisfying. And I think one of the taglines I saw was on the post was type as fast as you type as fast as you think. So I thought it was really cool. So like, if you think about it, like when you type in, um, you want to be able to type kind of like what at the, at the, at the pace you are thinking. And you'll, you'll, you'll only understand that if you are an active user of a keyboard. You know what I mean? Like some people won't even understand that, but I have a copywriting background. I understand what that means. Because like on, a, on the MacBook keyboard, you end up typing slower or one of these butterfly keyboards, whatever they are, where you can barely feel the feedback of what you're pressing. And then you mm-hmm. have to like second guess what you've written and then you have to go back and it's it disrupts this whole thought process and writing. Yep. So that, yep. that I think is what he's getting at with the whole type as fast as you can think thing. But that is something that is such a, and he's a productivity guy as well. So he puts a lot of productivity advice it's out. Yeah. So the keyboard is just like a natural fit. Um, I think it's amazing. And do you, do you know what the price of that? Do you, did you ever see the price of it? Like 130 pounds. Yeah. So like there's a good margin in that. Yeah. hundred like percent. Like, um, it's so neat. I was actually listening to a fellow today and I was on, it was on YouTube and he was talking, it was something completely different, but he was talking about YouTube traffic and like diverting it towards something like, you know, to give the people, your viewers that are watching your content to give them something that they might want to buy. But it's not like they have to buy it. It's just like, guys, you might want this. Have a look. And if you enjoy it and you want to support me and support the channel and um, go buy it. If not, that's fine. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, there's there's going to be more people doing this in the future, I think. I think there's going to be more creators wanting to do that because like, they realize that like the AdSense revenue, as great as that is, like it's very much dependent on how many views you're getting at that given time. Is that right, Alex? So literally, like it comes down not, to... Well, not necessarily, no. Like, I mean, I get what you're saying, but like ad revenue is a funny one because you are, obviously aren't, you aren't really in control of the income. That's the main thing. So YouTube could essentially just turn your ad revenue off. And that's your, mm-hmm. that's that could be a main income stream for you as a creator. And then if it's gone, it's gone. Um, it can also fluctuate as well. So, you know, some months or years, you could have amazing income. And then other, other times there'll be lulls and stuff, which I guess is kind of normal. But what we're, what we're kind of saying here is it's not like a this or that. It's kind of like, why would you not want to add an income stream to what you're already doing without the mm-hmm. time investment? It's a no, like that to me is the no brainer part of it. Like, why would you not want to have a physical product that you actually use? And you maybe maybe it's a product you've actually used and generated by scratching your own itch. I got it from a Tim Ferriss book. So he always used to say, create products around things that scratch your own itch. You know, like, so you've always, you've always got a guaranteed market of one, which is yourself. And there's definitely more mm-hmm. people like yourself. And go from there. Um, I thought it was a really good statement to make. Um, and again, these aren't just willy-nilly products that we've, that you find off Alibaba or whatever. These are genuinely like 
well-crafted, well-designed, well-engineered products that you actually use and love, which is, again, what this bike moustache product was. It's something that me and Sam saw an, uh, a gap in the market. There was no product like this at all. So we were like, why don't we just go and craft a product around this? And we'll see where the sales go. I mean, maybe we'll do another podcast update and everyone how it goes, but I'm, I'm fairly confident in it. And that's really interesting because that wee product, it never existed. Like sometimes, sometimes it, there's a different way of doing things. Like, so there's, there's white label and private label. So basically in a nutshell, that's putting your brand on a product that, you know, it's kind of already in the market, right? Or a collection of products already in the market. Whereas what you done in this case, and it doesn't always have to be this way, you actually designed something from scratch that never existed. Yeah. And I guess that could swing both ways. Cause you could then say, well, if it's not already available for people to buy in the market, why is that? Is it because it's the, there isn't a need for it? Or is it because literally it hasn't been innovated yet? It hasn't been made yet. So there's a, that's kind of a fine line. But I think we both felt like Bike Moustache is a brand and the product. Like the Bike Moustache is the brand name that we've launched. And then we've got, we've just launched our first product, which is called Link Stash. And it's basically a way of a mountain biker being able to store a spare split link for their bike, which most people probably won't know what that is listen to this but I like it. it's a really it's a product that's, that solves a very very specific problem for a mountain biker but mm -hmm. we want to create loads of these little products under this brand um so it's cool yeah oh, interesting it's very cool and it's very interesting and it, what's also pretty interesting is the fact that you were able to create and test this product on a small number of units as well like you didn't you didn't order ten thousand units you ordered a small amount yeah, we we ordered literally three hundred units. Like, I mean, we 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 found a we we've we've started with three D printing because that's the that's the most cost effective way to do things on a small scale. Mm -hmm. And then once we've proven concept and made sure it's something that people want, then we'll move to injection molding, which is way more cost effective. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, there's no point doing three D injection molding if you don't know if a product's going to sell or not. So that's mm -hmm. kind of like the idea behind three D printing. Um, and yeah, like we haven't had to invest hundreds of thousands or ten, even tens of thousands of pounds into developing and manufacturing something of our own. Um, it's kind of super feasible for most creators to do. And I think 100%. it's super beneficial. And then also, like if you think about it, <clears throat> so some people like say Ali Abdul, what he done was he likely went out to China, you know, found a good factory, you know, maybe showed them designs or they showed him designs and they worked together to come up with something that would work for his audience, right? Yeah. Whereas you done this case was you actually went more local and said, Look, this is what we want. Can you make it? They made it for you and you're able to test the product. Then you'll go out to China more than likely or somewhere else and get it produced at scale. But again, like those options are available for people depending on what they want. And again, it depends on the product. There's some products that you could test for, you know, small money. Other products are going to cost you more, but Again, that's all niche specific. That's creator specific, um, but it's so exciting. Like literally, everything you see around you is a product to someone. Someone decided I'm going to sell that. You know, like literally, yeah. this chair I'm sitting on, the table, the couch, everything. That's a product. And um, so, really, the world is your oyster in terms of product. So, maybe you're a creator and you're listening. And you're thinking, no, nah, I'd be interested in that. Yeah, down below you'll yeah. see something. Yeah, with us. But again, no pressure. Was <laughs> <laughs> it unreal? Yeah. yeah. Right, well, I look forward. Look, we'll bring an update in a week or two. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. I, I think it's going to be pretty good. Yeah, good stuff, guys. Hope you enjoy the little podcast snippet for today, anyway. Oh, see you, Take bye. Care. Bye.